Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker. I am the host of the Bible in Life, and I am grateful for you. Glad you're joining me on this episode. Here on the Bible in Life, our goal is to provide what I like to call blue jeans theology. What I mean by that is like down-to-earth Bible teaching. Bible teaching that's rooted in the context of everyday life, that's in the language of everyday life, so that it can help us follow Jesus in the midst of everyday life. So that's what we're about. And this ministry is made possible by the generosity and faithful support of people just like you. So if you're one of those who support this ministry, thanks a ton for your generosity, genuinely from the bottom of my heart. Thanks a ton. It's having an impact on thousands of people all around the world. And if you've been impacted by this ministry and you want to join the team of supporters, you can easily do that by going to johnwhitaker.net johnwhitaker.net, and you can click the Give button, and you can set up a recurring donation. All donations are received in partnership with World Family Mission, so don't be surprised when you see that. And you just set up a recurring uh, donation, put in the amount, click the little box that says Make This Monthly, and that will all come my direction. If you want to do a one-time gift, you can do it there as well. So thanks a ton for your support. Last week, we started a new series here on The Bible and Life, really about being disciples and making disciples. That's the mission that Jesus gave us. That's the one and only mission he gave us. And granted, the details will look different depending on the time and place we live in history and our cultural context, our skills and abilities, the relationships we have, the opportunities we've been given. It's going to look different for each one of us, but that's the mission that Jesus gave gave us is to go and make disciples. And we looked at that in last week's episode. So if you haven't listened to that, you might go back and check that one out first. This week, we're going to have a follow-up question. I was actually going to do something different, but then I was messaging with a friend and listener online who asked the question. One of her questions was, well, what would it look like to have been discipled by Jesus? And so I want to explore that today. But before we jump into that specific question, just uh, a little bit of follow-up from last week. Uh, our mission is to make disciples. That assumes that we are a disciples. Disciples make disciples. We may not be a very good disciple yet. We may be just starting out. Maybe we've been a Christian or a disciple uh, for a while, and we haven't gotten very far because there's really no one to help us. But the fact is, is if you are a Christian, you're a disciple. A Christian is a disciple. And if you're not a disciple, you're not a Christian. Uh, that's what it means to be a Christian, is to be a disciple. So, some definitions for clarity's sake. What's a disciple? As we said at the end of last week's episode, a disciple essentially is someone who has arranged their life to be with Jesus in order to become like Jesus. That's somebody who has attached themselves to Jesus, that's the with part. They've attached themselves to Jesus with the goal and the intent of becoming like Jesus in his character, like Jesus in the mission of his life, right? That's, the, that's a disciple. So when Jesus or the New Testament uses the word disciple, that's what they had in mind. That often went without being said, because everyone just knew what a disciple was. They just assumed it in Jesus' cultural context. In fact, you hear that, for example, in Luke chapter 6, verse 40, where Jesus says, a student, that's the word disciple. A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he's been fully trained, will be like his teacher, 
that's that was just the assumption. That's how discipleship worked. You attached yourself to a teacher with the goal of not just knowing what the teacher knew, but becoming like the teacher. So that's a disciple. What about discipleship? Well, discipleship is simply the process of living as a disciple. So uh, living as a disciple is discipleship. Arranging your life to being with Jesus in order to become like him is what discipleship is. The specific patterns of your life, the specific relationships in your life, the habits of your life, all with the aim of learning from Jesus how to be like him. That's discipleship. So when you arrange your life to be with Jesus, to become like Jesus, you're living as a disciple. When you're doing that in partnership with other people and they're helping you grow and you're helping them go, you're together living as disciples. You're doing discipleship. So discipleship is simply the process of living as a disciple. And then the third definition, for clarity's sake, is disciple-making. And by that, I mean helping other people live as disciples of Jesus. These are real simple definitions. So a disciple is someone who's arranged their life to be with Jesus to become like him. Discipleship is living that out, the process of living as a disciple. Disciple-making is helping others live as disciples of Jesus. Sometimes we make all this stuff about disciple-making, discipleship, being a disciple. Sometimes we make all this way more mysterious than it really is. So I find those simple definitions clarifying and helpful for me. So hopefully they're helpful to you. Now, with that, let's take up the question for today. What would it have been like to be discipled by Jesus? And that's actually a good and helpful question for us to think about. Even though our culture is different than Jesus' culture, so discipleship wouldn't look exactly the same today as it did in Jesus' day, answering that question, what would have it looked like to have been discipled by Jesus, can actually help us gain some real clarity and, and direction on what it looks like to live as a disciple and on disciple-making. And so this is a good question. And so when we were messaging about this and she mentioned that question, I'm like, I'm going to change course and I'm going to do that for this week's Bible in life. And, and so, in short, when we say, what would it have been like to be discipled by Jesus? In short, it would have been like exactly what we see in the Gospels. That's not, I'm not trying to be trite or oversimplistic there. What I'm trying to say is, the Gospels show us Jesus discipling Peter and James and John and uh, Bartholomew and all the others, right? Like That's what we're watching go on when we read the Gospels. The Gospels being Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When we read those, what we're seeing is Jesus discipling people. In fact, one of the main things that the Gospels are, we've kind of lost how to read them this way, but one of the main things the Gospels are, are discipleship manuals. They intend to show us how to live as a disciple and how to make disciples. But as time went by and culture changed, we, the church, kind of lost that. And it became difficult, because culture was different, to imitate what we saw in the Gospels. And, and that made them kind of, even made us change how we read the Gospels. But that's really what they are. One of the main things they are is discipleship manuals. And that's one of the things they can do for us. They can help us see what it looks like to be a disciple 
and what it looks like to make disciples. So what do we see? If uh, being discipled by Jesus looks like what we see in the Gospels, what do we see? What does it look like to be discipled by Jesus? Well, let me just point out a few things. Uh, Jesus called people to follow him, like literally follow him. They rearranged their whole life to follow him. They rearranged their fishing business. They re rearranged their tax collecting office. They rearranged, right, whatever it was, they rearranged their time, their schedule, uh, and all of their availability to literally follow him around Galilee and Judea to learn from him uh, and to watch him so that they could become like him. His life and his teaching was the pattern and was the curriculum. And so they literally attached themselves to him. So that's the first thing we see. Another thing we see is they spent huge amounts of time doing this. They spent huge amounts of their time following him around, listening to him teach, watching what he did, seeing how he interacted with people, seeing how he talked to people um, with the assumption, this is important, they did all that. They spent a lot of amount, large amounts of time following him around with the assumption that they should imitate him. Now, that assumption typically goes without being said in the Gospels because it was assumed that's what disciples of rabbis do. So, we read Luke chapter 6, verse 40. When a disciple is fully trained, they become like their teacher. That's just what went without being said. So, as they spent large amounts of time following Jesus around, they were observing him, listening to him, watching him with the assumption they should imitate him. I actually think that's part of the reason if I had to guess why Jesus relocated his ministry headquarters from his hometown of Nazareth to Capernaum. Capernaum was a larger city. It was a bit more cosmopolitan city. It was on some major roads. So there were more people there and there were more variety of people there. There were, there were tax collectors and there were sinners and there were Gentiles and soldiers. And that would provide more opportunity, not only for Jesus to interact with all different kinds of people, but even to model for his disciples how to interact with all those different kinds of people. And so as they followed him around, they just watched, they observed, they listened. And the, their assumption was they are watching how he embodies God's way and God's teaching and God's instruction so that they can begin to embody those very same things by imitating him. Now also, this is the third thing we notice when we read the Gospels and realize they're discipleship manuals. We, we also notice phrases in the Gospels like, when they were alone with him, they asked, or when he came into the house, his disciples began asking him privately. So that reminds us you have two parts to their interaction with Jesus, the public part and the private part. They're following him around. They're observing what he does. They're listening to him teach. They're helping set up teaching. They're passing out bread and fish, right, to help feed people and all this sort of stuff. There's that public part, but then there's those times where they're alone with him. Um, there's those times when they withdraw into a house, and it's just Jesus and the 12, and they begin asking him questions or follow-up questions, and Jesus says to them things like, to you it's been given to get this inside track. Um, and so there's the public side to Jesus' ministry, and they were there for that. Then there is those moments where they're alone with Jesus, the 12, or sometimes even just 
James and Peter and John, the three kind of what's sometimes called the inner circle, and they ask questions. And Jesus sometimes would ask them questions. Sometimes he'd rebuke them for silly things they said or did, right? And he'd point out where they had gone wrong. This is Jesus discipling the disciples. That's what we're witnessing. That's what we're observing. Um, and so we see them arranging their life to be with him, watching what he does, and then debriefing with him in private and being debriefed by him with questions, answers, and rebukes and all of that. Um, there was actually this well-known line from that we can you can read in the Mishnah. The Mishnah is a record of rabbinic traditions and teachings from rabbis before the time of Jesus and rabbis immediately after the time of Jesus. And there's this well-known line from one rabbi in the Mishnah that referred to being covered in the dust of your rabbi. And it reflects both traveling behind him, because that was the way it would work. Rabbi would walk in front and he would talk and ask questions and discuss as you went. So traveling behind him and kicking up his dust as you walked, right? Um, and then also it reflects sitting at his feet as he taught in a house. Um, that's really what that phrase is getting at. Here's how one expert in uh, the Mishnah says it. He says this, what is the sage attempting to convey by urging that someone be covered with the dust of their rabbi's feet? Some consider this to reflect the imagery of a group of disciples sitting on the earthen floor at the feet of their master who is seated on a stool before them. Others, however, see it as urging the disciple to follow in the footsteps of his master wherever he goes, both figuratively as well as literally. In either case... The saying may be understood to convey the idea that the disciple should, catch this, should always with, remain within the range of his master's dust or his influence and his teaching. That was how disciple making was done in Jesus' cultural context. This wasn't confusing. This wasn't mysterious or unclear or, or anything. It was perfectly clear. Everyone knew when they were a disciple of a rabbi, and everyone knew whose rabbi they were a disciple of. It was perfectly clear. Now, the disciples in the Gospels, those that are uh, disciples of Rabbi Jesus, they make plenty of mistakes. They get rebuked. Uh, they misunderstand things. Jesus has to call them on the carpet for things. They have sidebar discussions about what in the world is he talking about, right? They make plenty of mistakes. But guess what? They're still disciples. They're still with Jesus, learning from him how to become like him. It was very clear, very concrete, and a very down-to-earth process. You attached yourself to a rabbi to listen and watch and learn and discuss and debate and hear so that you would understand his way so that you could, you could don his way. You could put it on and begin to imitate him and become like him. Now, what does that mean for us? Well, obviously, we can't literally follow Jesus around Galilee and Judea today like they did. But the principle of being with Jesus and with other disciples of Jesus to learn together from him so we can become like him is still the method and it's still the aim. We have the scriptures and the Holy Spirit that can guide us and help us so that we can be discipled by Jesus and by other disciples of Jesus. 
Now, there's a lot to say about that, and over the next handful of weeks and episodes on this podcast, I want to explore various parts and pieces of that, things that will help in that. I want to try to make it clear and concrete for us uh, more so today as well. But in view of this topic for this episode and this question, what does it look like to be discipled by Jesus? And as we watch Jesus disciple his disciples in the Gospels, we get some, some picture of that. Here's a suggestion for you. My suggestion is that you be discipled by Jesus by reading the Gospels as discipleship manuals. Like, read the disciples as a disciple seeking to be discipled by Jesus himself. If you were one of those who, who actually literally did get to follow Jesus around like they did, like, read it that way. Um, and watch and see and observe and what do you see in Jesus and what do you hear and just enter into it and read it that way. I think that would be a helpful lens to read one of the Gospels through. And remember, Jesus is just alive today as he was then and he's given us his spirit to be with us. And so as you read it that way, read it relationally. Talk to, to Jesus and, and invite the spirit to give you insight and uh, ideas into your life. And as you read it, here's another part of that. If you can maybe find a few others, one or two or maybe three people who will join you in this quest to read the disciple, uh, read the gospels as a disciple and be discipled by Jesus. If you can find one or two or three other people to do that with you so that together you could, you can engage with what you're seeing in Jesus and and engage what you're hearing him say and engage his example and begin then to discuss together what it might look like for you to live that out. Uh, the goal is for you to do that. And, and so not merely to know it, but to, to do it, right? Jesus said, make disciples, teaching them to obey all the things I commanded. And so read it with that in mind. What would it look like to imitate this? And if you can get some other people, discuss what it would look like in your context. And then let the final piece of that uh, conversation or that reading be, what will I do in response to what I have seen and read? In fact, literally make an I will statement out of it. I will fill in the blank. Like in view of what I just read, in view of what I just saw my master show me and teach me, who is discipling me, I will turn it into a statement and then begin to practice what you're reading. I I honestly think that would be incredibly helpful. And I think that's a lot of what we see the apostles doing in the, the early church. They pass on Jesus' teaching in new contexts. The apostle Paul even says, imitate me as I imitate Jesus. What's he doing? He's providing a concrete example of trying to live out Jesus' way of life for them that they can imitate. That's the goal. And so as one suggestion towards that goal Read the Gospels to be discipled by Jesus. Read them as discipleship manuals. And then once you read something, say, all right, in response to that, I will. And begin to put into practice. And again, you may not be a very good disciple yet. You may make plenty of mistakes, just like the, the, the first disciples of Jesus did. But that doesn't mean you're not a disciple. It means you're a disciple in process and you're learning as you go. And you're becoming more and more like Jesus as you do so. That's what it's true for all of us who are trying to follow Jesus. So my encouragement to you is to go and be a disciple of Jesus and read the Gospels from that lens. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Bible and Life podcast. I pray you have a blessed week living as a disciple of Jesus and following him 
May God bless you. I look forward to talking with you again next week.